sake, let's take a minute and give it up for podcasts. Am I right? Um, no, but seriously, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's literally the easiest way to make podcasts, so let me explain. One, it's free. Two, it literally gives you all the tools you need in order to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, which is amazing. Um, also, the best part, in my opinion, is that it'll distribute your podcast for you, so you can hear it on like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, literally anywhere you listen to podcasts. Pretty amazing, and you literally have to do nothing. The other thing is you can make money from your podcast. There's no like minimum listenership required. So that's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, seriously, if you're like into podcasts and thinking about making one, I would check it out because it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Um, so yeah, go ahead, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. What are you waiting for? Hey, thanks for tuning in. I'm Serena. I'm Victoria. And this is our podcast, Femme Noir. It's a podcast where we basically talk about movies centered around women. So we're going to talk about movies that are written by women, movies that are directed by women, or movies starring women. Well, hello and welcome to Femme Noir. I'm Serena. I'm Victoria. And today is Valentine's Day. It's not. It's a couple days before <laughs> Valentine's Day, but we are releasing this um, the weekend of Valentine's Day. And so for fun, we did a little poll on our Instagram and it was really fun for me to see you guys' answers. And I hope you guys had fun. Um, so we're going to go through those right now because some of them are very relevant to what we're talking about today, which is romantic comedies. So I asked you guys a question. I asked like five questions, I think, and you didn't really have to answer the fifth one, but those that did answer the fifth one are getting a shout out later on. So stay tuned if you want to hear your name and you answered that last question. The first question I asked was, do you like romantic comedies? I voted I like no. them. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like them. I like them. Uh, but 73% of people that participated do like them. Which, honestly, like, it was pretty close for a while. Like, at one point, it was straight 50-50, and that was after we got in, like, like it was, it was close. It was, no like, way. I woke up the next day, it was like, oh, it's not 50-50. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so that's interesting. Non-com um, haters didn't show up. I hate that. I know we're fun. out there. I know y'all are out there. <laughs> Don't be afraid to speak your mind. <laughs> I guess it depends on, like, what people think of when they like think romantic comedy because like most people I ask them like um what do you expect when you're watching a rom-com that was my fourth question and most people were like oh I feel like like because you can see on Instagram like who voted in each one um the same people that said like they liked rom-coms basically said like when I watch a rom-com I expect for these like specific things to happen and most of them were pretty much like oh like a happy ending and like a love story or like to be able to relax and just like watch the movie um yeah another one where i was like oh they just it has a happy ending um having like a lot of tropes in them and sometimes i'm actually being funny <laughs> sometimes uh, <laughs> yeah true uh heteronormativity which is true Ooh. unfortunately yeah. I, like, I was literally just talking <laughs> with Victoria about the fact that I was like, I liked Happiest Season mainly because it wasn't like, like just like a regular straight rom-com. 
and I was like I feel like what did I say I said I feel like when it comes to movies like um especially when it comes to like rom-coms and stuff people have like expectations of what it's gonna be so they just like go into it with like a predisposition of like not liking it like some people will go in and be like oh it's made by a woman so I'm just gonna immediately have these super high expectations but then it's like if it were made by a man I would have no expectations so why can't we go into movies like that <laughs> so like like happy season like I went into it was like rom-com yes and then like I was just like hoping like please don't like hate the movie before you see it like give it a chance you know yeah, kind like of a thing a because I, it was cool movie. to see a mainstream movie like that was gay and I was like yes <laughs> Yeah, when a guy's name is on a movie, it's like a selling point, like Gary Marshall or whatever. Like, it's a mm-hmm. Gary Marshall movie. It's like, oh, like da, da, da. when a girl's name is on a movie, it's like a deterrent. It's like, yeah. Oh. It's or it's like, like, oh, it's, it's an LGBTQ film. And they're like, oh, yeah. it's for gay people. And yeah. Really, as like, soon as why? Girls, Just watch like, it. Oh, chick flick. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was another thing I, I asked. I was like, do you feel that most rom coms are like targeted towards women specifically? And everybody was like yeah rom-coms are made for women it was 100 <laughs> percent. yeah 100 <100%. gasps> oh percent. everyone God. was like yes they're targeted for women and i was like that probably has a lot to do with why people like slash dislike and have such strong opinions about rom-coms because yeah. you see it happen a lot like uh like teenage girls especially will get like made fun of for liking stuff like with the beatles they're like, oh, you guys love the Beatles and you're crazy about the Beatles. But now, like, if a guy likes the Beatles, he's, like, super posh and, like, educated about the music. And it's, like, the yeah. stupidest thing ever. <laughs> and so I feel like it's similar when it comes to rom-coms where people are like, oh, it's a rom-com. It's, like, a chick flick. It's a girl thing. Or, like, it's, like, a, I don't know, like, super girly, in quotes, girly, like, thing to, like. Yeah. Okay, tell me if I've brought this up before. You heard that my cat. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> um, tell me if I brought this up before, but there was something like a study I read where they would show like the same sort of like scenes or movies. And if I brought this up, you can just cut it out. But like it was like the same sort of scene, and they had like uh, maybe like ten people in the scene, and like eight would be guys, and then two would be girls, and they would like show mm. the people the scene, and then they would show them like the same exact thing except. Like, now there was five girls and then five guys. And when people watched the first one, they were like, oh, it seems like there's, like, equal representation. And then in the second one, where there was five and five, they were like, there was too many girls. What? Yeah. I Wait, do you want me to find it? I thought I'd mentioned it before, but I bet I could find it. Um, Bruh, and it was, like, up. men and women saying that, yeah. Because they're just not used to seeing girls. Like, they're so yeah. underrepresented. It's, like, really weird. So I think, like, I was watching The Wilds, and it's, like, pretty much only women in the movie. Like, there was only girls. And, I, like, at some point, I was, like, like, you do notice where you're, like, wow, they're all girls. And it's cool because they, like, have completely different conversations than you do if there is, like, a single man involved. <laughs> and I kind of enjoyed that. But at the same time, like, you do totally notice. You're, like, holy crap, that's a lot of girls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wish, oh, I just I'm used to seeing three to five. (laughs) Three to five, that's like the cutoff. (laughs) You can only have women if it's a single woman, if it's a group of three, or if it's a group of five. I don't know why it always has to be an odd number. I guess that's how you make it uh, interesting. 
they always like to have that discourse of like one person being like, oh, but I don't have the partner of friend in the group. Oh, like really? The third wheel or the fifth wheel. Yeah, they'll make that like a thing like, oh, you'll get her friends with her, which is like stupid. Uh, that's true. Stupid to me. Yeah. I don't know. Let me know if you don't think that's stupid, but <laughs> I don't know why it's always got to be three and five. <laughs> I never noticed. <laughs> like Winks, uh, Powerpuff Girls, um, which we call it oh, the. Yeah. Totally Spies. Those are all groups of three. And then you have like the witch ones. Um, there was. Oh my goodness. Why am I blinking? They made the craft. Not the craft. They just remade it. it I think it is the craft, actually. <laughs> is it a cartoon? It might be the craft. Craft? No, it was like a. It was around the same era of like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but it was like well, a group of three girls, and they were like witches and they did magic. I have no idea. Which is, is like show? the plot of like three other shows that all have some like witch or magic in the title. Buffy. <laughs> or all made no. in the nineties. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but no they're idea. like that's three. Winks wasn't three. Winks was five. Well, I don't know about five, but three is typically it's a it's a main character and two side characters, and I feel like you can mm-hmm. say that for a lot of shows. So it's many. like like New Girl. New Girl is five. It's the four guys and her. You know, it's like that's kind yeah. of how they. I don't know if it is gender. I don't know. I've never thought of it. That's this is the first I'm hearing about you saying this, but I just think of like it's other just like a pattern like, that I've noticed a lot. Yeah, like Danny Phantom. It's like Danny the two friends. It's like Ned's declassified. It's then, like Ned two friends. It's like that's kind of like yeah. I don't know. But I don't know if that's a and thing. Like, I've never I thought about it until you just said this. <laughs> iCarly, there was three. Yeah, And then right. there's another one that's like, there's five girls. It's going to drive me crazy, so I'm not going to be able to remember it. I'm so sorry. Now that I brought it up. Like, like I'm just remember. thinking, yeah, like kids shows? Like Hannah like Montana? Like Blinks is five. Three. Yeah, there are three in Hannah Montana. It's weird. Yeah, they just, it's like, just I don't insane. know why it's always an odd number. I know. I don't know. But then, like, the there's a movie called, like, The Duff, I think, uh, where it's, like, one girl, or it's three girls, and then one girl is, like, the main character, and she's, like, not the quote-unquote, like, pretty one, and she has two, like, quote-unquote, like, popular pretty friends, and so she's like, oh, well, I don't fit in with my friends, so I need to be, like, cooler, because they're not going to stay my friends if I'm not as cool as they are. They do this often, like, mm-hmm. what, Mean Girls? That's three. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. <laughs> they do it all yeah. the time. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> We're just like yeah. three girls, and then in order to make it some type of like, oh, we don't like each other, there always has to be like the one odd one out. Yeah, that's true. I forget what we were talking mm-hmm. about, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. So I said, yeah, so 100% of rom coms they thought were targeted towards women, which is interesting because the follow up question to that was. How many rom-coms off the top of your head can you think of that are written or directed by women? And the most anyone said was like possibly three. And they were like, it was an unsure three. <laughs> and I was like, me and myself could think of five and three of them were the same director. And I was like, yeah, there's not that many. Which is That's interesting a- since they're all targeted towards women. It's very maybe um odd. <clears throat> To yeah. think of the fact that they're targeting all of these women with patriarchal values <laughs> that are all just narratives dictated by men. 
Well, here's R.I.P. That's like not even um like there there are women writers and directors, but that you'll never yeah, know. You'll never they, know. They don't tell you. They're like people aren't gonna come see it, so they don't fucking say shit. And that's just crazy. Yeah, and they they have like way harder of a time getting the studio to actually make a rom com that's written by a woman. Mm. Like I think like Dirty Dancing almost didn't get produced. And that's like that's written by and directed by women or not directed. It's written and produced by women. Um, but like they had this issue because one part of the plot is like abortion. And I think Amy Heckerling had the same issue with like Fast Times at Ridgemont High, and mm-hmm. she's the one that did Clueless. Mm-hmm. And it's like that's stupid. I wanted. To, <laughs> and I so like they had like a huge. They had such a hard time getting those like in, and yeah. you see it kind of like a lot, like because Dirty Dancing is like a huge movie now, but in the eighties, people were like. They almost hated it because of the abortion thing. And, like, she literally, in order to get that one made, they had to, um, they got it picked up by this, like, failing, uh, like, porno, like, music video, like, basically, like, experimental type uh, film thing that was like, oh, we're going out of business. Sure, we'll make your movie, but you can't lose anything. And it's, isn't that crazy? But yeah, I think it's interesting that, like, they don't get made very often with women. Because even now, like, a lot of the ones that you see that are coming out, like, there's not, like, even on Netflix, most of them are, even if it's, like, a female character, they're still written by men. So many of them, it's weird. I honestly can't think, I um, assume, like, especially older ones, like, 80s, 90s, early 2000s, are men, just because... Um, of the advertising like I'm I'm really like mm-hmm. a consumer in that way because it's like I know Gary Marshall and like all whatever all those guys that did yeah or who did um uh like Valentine's Day and New Year's Eve is it the same yeah. guy no it's the same like producers yeah it's like the same people and <laughs> I just know that they like what who's the guy I'm gonna find out oh yeah it's Gary Marshall <laughs> dude he has just a chokehold on the rom-com business yeah which Um, is so weird yeah and it's like it's interesting everyone else gets erased yeah everyone else gets erased but then it's also like like what you just said you said like you're a consumer in that way and like it's, it's kind of like we're just because of the way it's advertised you're just kind of predisposition to not really want to see them because of how they're advertised and so the fact that they're, like, marketed, if you're, like, oh, it's marketed towards women, and then you automatically don't like how it's marketed towards you, you're going to go in with predisposition of being, like, oh, I don't like it. And we're mm-hmm. literally trained to do that. So, like, every time I see a rom-com, I always have to take a, like, like my immediate reaction to any rom-com, like, um, like trailer or ad or something is, like, ugh. And then no, I'm like, okay, stop. That, <laughs> like, I need to stop and give like it a chance. Them. For me, it makes sense. For you, that's crazy because you actually like rom coms. I wonder why you do that. Well, I like the good ones. <laughs> but you, you voted yes. But I right? do. I so. I watch them. Yeah. yeah. Like I will watch them because yeah. I'm interested in finding like the good ones uh-huh. because the good ones like they're good. Uh-huh. And I think like I, I like the the movie that we picked out today because it's one of those ones where like. The way that it was advertised was as a rom-com. It's still tailored to the rom-com audience, 
most people when you say rom-com if they're like our parents age they will immediately think of this director um and so it's interesting because i think i even talked about i was like the movie's more and most of the movies this director's done they're all very much societal critiques and the rom-com element is just kind of like it's it's almost like a b-plot <laughs> <laughs> to what like yeah. the actual yeah. relationship between the characters is oh i can't wait to talk about it <laughs> right i'm so I excited have thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> and so when i ask like what do you expect like most people are like yeah i expect like a lot of tropes and some people like the tropes like obviously the last question i asked was um what are your favorite tropes for like a shout out which like some of them are pretty fun um there was my mom, Susan Johnson, <laughs> call her out. <laughs> she said, uh, "Her username is so hard to say." So that's okay. J H N S N Sir. As she said, friends that become romantically involved. We do. I think our entire family has like usernames that are ridiculous. Like mine's Nina CJ, but it's because like my nickname in my family is Nina. Because when children are small and they try to say serena they can't say the sir part and it just comes out as nina <laughs> so i just wow. always put that down and no like i don't go by it no one else knows they're always like what's your username and i'm like oh it's yeah. nina cj <laughs> like, because that was my family name That's so random. yeah it's very random but it works really well because it's short mm-hmm. um we had skylar underscore mcgill low skylar he said it's not really a trope Oh, wait, no, actually, I'm going to say this one because it's a spoiler. We had Honora.Borealis. You said, when it's big gay or when it has Anne Hathaway, which is my favorite response, to be honest. <laughs> because she knows yes. her mind. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if it is gay or has Anne Hathaway, I am down. <laughs> like, I'm Broke so back mountain, down. dude. Oh my god. Gay and Anne Hathaway is there. Oh my god. That's why it's five stars. Bro for real. Uh, Maddie underscore winter said she's all here for the there's only one bed or we have to hide in a small closet, which <laughs> That is a good one. The have to hide one. A good one. <gasps> oh my god. That's so good. Wait, what rom com is that in? I'll watch that rom com if that's in something. I've read that trope. I've never seen it in a movie. <laughs> really? Um yeah. they do it in they do it in the second Princess Diaries off the top of my head. They do oh, it in that do? one. Yeah. I have to rewatch those. It's been a minute. <laughs> they I'm did it. Rewatch them <laughs> for that. The second one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I awkwardly remember so much of the second Princess Diaries. It was like a very specific movie to just be like, yeah, this one. <laughs> they always played it on Disney Channel. It was always on. I yeah. watched it so many times as a kid. I'm trying to think. There's probably another one. I think they had to do it in the proposal. It may not have been like a closet, but it was like a small space or something. But they definitely did the sharing bed one. Yeah. <laughs> Which is always very funny. Yeah. Um, Jen dot Nguyen ninety seven said fake dating. <laughs> Just Jen, another good one. What? <laughs> That's I love true. These. Yeah, that one's a pretty good one. Like That's so good. 
I thought it was funny because Happiest Season did the exact opposite where they're like, oh, we have to pretend we're not dating. <laughs> I was like, I've never seen that trope before. <laughs> I know. It was an anti It was a nice spin. <laughs> I wonder so if they sad. did that on purpose. <laughs> yeah. Fake dating. Everything yeah, they do that, they do. and they like tell the boys I've loved before, which meh, not that great, yes. but they did right. that there. They did that on Bridgerton, which people are watching on Netflix right now. Yeah, again, I've read it, but I've never seen it. Like where there's situations, <laughs> they're like, "Oh, I don't want this person to ask me out," and they'll be like, "Just say that I'm your boyfriend," Pretend or whatever, and it's like, "What?" I know I, I do that as like a way to get away from like weird men in clubs like pretend, yeah. we're, <laughs> yeah. pretend we're thing um Zach Morris 1994 said sassy sister suspicious of dude's motives <laughs> what <laughs> what is that one I I've, don't seen think I've seen it seen that. I've seen it like I don't I haven't seen these wrong ones in like a really long time but I want to say there's one with like Ryan Reynolds in it or something like older but like it's a thing it's a thing and it's always like there is always a one person that's like suspicious and they're like i don't think you're good for her like you shouldn't be around like something like that and they they're not actually dating but it's like one of those moments where the dude gets confronted by the sister that's like you shouldn't be in love with her you're not good for her and he's like i didn't think i was in love with her but now that you're saying that like am i I've that never happens. seen this no. in my life. Never even <laughs> that heard of this. That happens so much. Wow. Someone knows what I'm talking about. Let me know in the comments on YouTube if you're watching this if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, I would like to know what movie so I can be educated. I know. I, I can't think of like a specific movie, but it's like a thing. Um, Multiple people said enemies to lovers. Minnie underscore Winnie and... um. My brother underscore Manny Johnson underscore. They both said that. Um, Emma That's Levy weird. said, I'm a sucker for the best friend childhood friend trope turned lover trope. Childhood lord. Let me start over. I'm a sucker for the best friend slash childhood friend turned lover trope. I did it. That <laughs> Wait, was do you want to do it one more time because I laughed? Or no, it's okay. <laughs> no, it's fine. Okay. <laughs> It's fine. I, I did it once. I don't know if I can do it again. <laughs> I don't okay. know why I can't read. I'm okay, illiterate. Um, that's how you know I'm queer. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Girl. When we both can't know, read. You know what I'm oh. talking about. <laughs> um, yeah, I like that show. That one's fun. And then my sister, BBLY, Bubbly, Fari. BBLYARI, Bubbly Ari said the main character realizing that the right person was in front of them the whole time. That's definitely that one Ryan Reynolds one that I'm thinking about. Just Friends. Oh, That's it's called Just time. Friends? Mm-hmm. I think I've heard of that one. I have never seen it, but I've heard of it. There's I a like Justin Timberlake, Mila Kunis one where Friends with Benefits, Benefits where they just have yeah. sex. I think that that might be one where someone's like suspicious and they're like, Oh, uh, like you're together, and they're like, We're not together, we're, we just have sex, <laughs> like, kind of a thing. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but, back to oh, yeah. the the one that I skipped earlier, Skylar underscore Miguel. He said, Not really a trope, but the fact that Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan met both online and by radio. 
which I found absolutely hysterical because the movie we're talking about today is You've Got Mail, which is the <gasps> one where Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan meet online. <laughs> yeah. So a fun game that we wanted to play now that we both watched it was how many of these tropes are actually in this movie? <laughs> enemies to lovers. Definitely enemies to lovers. Yes. It might be the main character realizing the right person from the whole time. Possibly, because, like, they Maybe, meet, like, the last half. But she doesn't know. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I'd say probably. Stalking, but in a cute way. That's totally... <laughs> Loki, yeah. that's the only thing I don't like about this movie, is the fact that he's like, I'm not gonna tell her. And then he's like, I'm not gonna tell her that I'm the guy, but I'm still gonna chat with her because I want to be her friend first. <laughs> yeah, that shoot Which, was like, really It's kind of creepy. <laughs> like what the hell i was like maybe in the 90s it seemed like romantic but yeah. we're past that now so oh, yeah. like <laughs> stalking but in a cute way i know right um let me see they don't do fake dating it's unfortunately not gay and doesn't have anne hathaway <laughs> and i guess technically they're friends that. that become romantically involved because they do become friends first before yeah they become romantically involved yeah yeah so i had a lot of fun doing those you guys i might do more <laughs> of these later like in the comments if you're on youtube or like like dm us on uh, instagram and just like tell us what kind of like should we do polls and stuff because i have a lot of fun i think we should do like polls like on i more will than vote just in them if no one else votes in them i'll vote in them <laughs> <laughs> you'll vote <laughs> It'll be like, oh It'll my god, it's 100% for all of these. Yeah. Oh, crazy. <laughs> It'll be 50-50. Yes, I like rom-coms. No way. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Well, thanks to everyone who participated. Yeah, thank you guys so much, because that was really fun. I hope you guys had fun, but definitely let us know if we should do more of these, because I really enjoyed like seeing all the answers and stuff. It made me feel like you guys actually like us watch they actually watch this <laughs> you guys actually listen no way i'm shook <laughs> you guys actually like participate with us that's crazy oh my god they, they like stop. us oh my god. stop <laughs> i know the the actual tension is between like us and like the people watching it's like i know it's crazy well i know i feel something dang Okay, transition into movie talk. <laughs> so now we'll actually talk we are about talking about. Oh, what happened? We're actually going to talk about the movie now. Yes, we are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get down to business. Okay, the movie we're talking about is You've Got Mail, written and directed by Nora Ephron and co-written by uh, Nora's sister Delia Ephron with Nora yeah. Ephron. Synopsis: Struggling boutique bookseller Kathleen Kelly, played by Meg Ryan, hates Joe Fox played by Tom Hanks, the owner of a corporate uh, bookstore, Fox Books uh, chain that just moved in across the street. When they meet online, however, they begin an intense and anonymous internet romance, oblivious of each other's true identity. 1998. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the things I like most about this movie, because I, I have seen this movie multiple times and I really do like it, and like I said earlier, the one thing I don't like about the movie is that there's the stalking kind of bit there, <laughs> like, because that didn't age well. Um, but 
But I think the thing I like most about this movie is that it still feels relevant and it doesn't feel like a stereotypical rom-com. Like, they don't do romance stuff until... I actually checked. She says the words at the restaurant when she's when they're breaking up, uh, her and her, like, boyfriend for the first part of the movie. Um, she says the word... Or he says, like, so is there anyone for you? Because he's bringing up with her because he's like, I think I like this other woman. It's, like... I adore you, but I'm not in love with you anymore. And she's like, I'm not in love with you either. That's great. And so he's like, is there someone else then? And she says, no, but there's the dream of someone else. And at that Mm -hmm. point, there's about 35 and a couple seconds minutes left in the film. And that's really when like the romance part like starts, which is like crazy because the movie's a minute less than two hours. (laughs) So long. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So my like... I never watched it growing up, but my parents had, like, all those movies on DVD, and I knew of it. I knew Tom Hanks was in it. Um, And I forgot, but I actually did watch Sleepless in Seattle years ago because I thought it was going to be good. And it's funny because I was talking (laughs) with my friend Jen about it. Like, the only reason I even know about that movie is because they talked about it in How I Met Your Mother. There's, like, a scene where Ted is, like, reenacting the scene on a little Um. diorama of a skyscraper. Is it um, Sleepless in Seattle, or is it an affair to remember it was Sleepless in Seattle. Okay. Because like Sleepless in Seattle like, is, like, based off of An Affair to Remember, which is another, like, older movie with, um, Catherine? No. I think it's Catherine Hepburn. Yeah, it's Catherine oh, Hepburn. Oh, that's heck old. And it's the same plot. Like, because they reference no it way. in Sleepless in Seattle. And Affair to Remember, they're like, why do women like this movie? And it's, like, the idea of, like, what could be. And, like, I should do this. So I always wonder, like, when I see people reenacting that, I'm like, is it from the original or is it from Sleepless in Seattle? Because both of them are, like, huge. Is there a scene on a skyscraper in A Fair to Remember? Yeah, like, that's the whole plot. Okay. Is like, these two people meet on, like, a boat. And it's Catherine Hepburn and some guy that's probably famous that I don't care about because he's a man. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. They all look the same, like, in those old movies. It's like, yeah, they cast the same dude. The girls, too, honestly. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Catherine Hepburn, they meet on this, like, boat. And they have this, like, affair. And both of them are seeing other people. And then they, like, something happens. And she's, like, in a tragic accident. And basically, sorry if it's like spoilers. It's old though. It's so hundred years old. It's fine. It's like <laughs> like it's it's so old that if you reference it in a movie now, technically it's like free domain. They're gonna make a movie out of it because there's like a certain age of a movie has to be in order for that to like be a thing, and it's that old. Um, fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. Yeah, so they, they, they go on, like, a ship, they have an affair, and they basically fall in love with each other, and they're like, okay, we have to go back to, like, our regular lives, and I guess they, like, make this deal, like, on the ship where they're like, okay, but in 10 years' time, if either of us are, like, no longer with whoever we're with now, like, let's meet on this day in the Empire State Building, and yada, 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 but then it's, like, a tragic ending, because one of them has an accident so they don't show up at the right time and oh like, shit no. okay so that's how you can tell the difference is because when he was reenacting it there was two people there so was two people that's the difference so it was sleepless in seattle and that's okay. the only reason that i watched that movie it left no impression on my brain i to where i like forgot that i had ever watched it i was like yeah. i don't even know if anything even happens in that movie like is that one what she even made happens? she actually made that one before she made this one you've got mail 
And I like this one so much more. I like this one so much more too. I think this yeah. one, I have seen all of her movies. So this one is probably my favorite of all of her movies. Um, I just, it just feels so nuanced and like the mm-hmm. script is really great and like the dialogue and everything. Like I love the dialogue so much. Like mm-hmm. my goal in life is to sound like I was written to be a character in this movie. <laughs> Oh I want to have that so sharp, good. witty, lofty cadence. Like, oh my goodness, cadence? if I could sound like that. Oh, oh. oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, yeah, my only thing was that it just felt really long. Um, but I liked, it was, su- it was like really cool to watch because it was really sweet how they were like becoming friends and they were like mm-hmm. unlikely friends, but like they were so similar and that kind of stuff. And yeah. I like stories about how like two people can be at odds, but then at the core be exactly the same i love that Mm -hmm. i think it's so great and like it was a sweet story about like overcoming loneliness and just like that kind of stuff so i thought it was it feels very relevant yeah like it feels so relevant to like today's because like right now like people like we have online dating now and so like this movie literally like i actually was reading an article most of the actors like even like meg ryan actually said she's like i didn't own a movie before or I didn't own a computer before I I was in this movie, so I she had to learn <gasps> how to use a computer for this movie. No, because it came out 1998. <gasps> no way. <laughs> and they they were like, yeah, we weren't really versed in like the culture of like internet, so we had to like figure out how to use the internet. And like she was like, I'm pretty sure the company that gave us the movies for or gave us the computer for this movie, like that's how I got my first computer. <laughs> No, it was I was Apple. Like, that's crazy. That's funny. <laughs> I know it's insane? funny in old movies. You can tell whether or not they actually know what they're talking about. Like in this one, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't even. The dialogue was pretty hilarious, but like in terms of like yeah. chat rooms, I don't even know if that's real or not. But like, there's some <laughs> where you can tell like that didn't even exist. Like the the format yeah, and stuff. Some. It's like they're just <laughs> making shit up. It's so funny. I'm pretty sure it did exist. I feel like. DMing like, and stuff, like IMing and stuff for sure. But yeah, then, like the instant messaging. Like I wanna say there were like like it was it wasn't like a chat room, it was like a server or something that you would like yeah. have to join. Kinda like like Club Penguin, how they had like servers. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you had to do that, but like I don't know how it worked in the I would totally watch a version of this movie where instead of emailing it was Club Penguin. They were like they would log on to Club Penguin. <laughs> and like, should we meet up? Let's um, find someone to code a version of Club Penguin that didn't crash because I know they did that oh and then it got like erased. Let's try to no get way. that redone just so we can remake this movie on Club <laughs> Wait. That's I think we're on to something here. <laughs> because online dating feels nothing like this movie. <laughs> I know. And Club Penguin dating, I felt something. So that was like, and that hit. was <laughs> <laughs> look if we're if we're doing that that puggles like hey let's let's go walk our puggles together yeah. <laughs> let's meet up at the pizza shop and we both sit in the pizza chairs <laughs> <laughs> let's dress our <laughs> you know, like, money you could like house. accessorize them <laughs> come over to my igloo <laughs> bring your popcorn. <laughs> oh my god so cute <laughs> That's so dumb. That little dance I'm anyway about this movie. Okay, because honestly, anyway, you said earlier like it was really creepy about how he like lied and stuff, and I would mm-hmm. agree. I think that was super creepy. I think it would have been possible for it to like not have been creepy, 
but I just think that Tom Hanks is like weird. I don't know. Oh, I like, love if, Tom Hanks. I'm not a fan. I think he's like he's so sweet. He's like really like not scary, but like kind of scary actually. Yeah, like I'm kind of afraid. Like I don't see him as being like soft boyfriendy. You know, I don't know why. I can't. I always picture him so, as like a grandpa. That's fair because yeah. Billy Crystal is in. Um, when Harry met Sally, and I don't like Billy Crystal. Like he looks greasy to me. <laughs> yeah, it's like just so. A yeah, I understand what that is. <laughs> it's like why? I hate Matthew I McConaughey, but other people are like in love with him. Just like I don't like his face. I don't know what it is, <laughs> but yeah. I do like Matthew McConaughey. No, that's that's understandable. Like Tom Hanks would be like in a in like Die Hard. I mean, like he's more like that. So it's weird like to see him like film. a rom. <laughs> what happened? Like in a rom com, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. But, like, because I feel like if they had gotten, like, a really, like, I don't know, just someone else, then I would have been, like, oh, like, he's just shy. Like, you know, he doesn't really know what to say. Da, da, da. I would have gotten more of that vibe, which I think they were trying to get at that. Yeah, like, I think it was oh, more like the crap, she's going to hate me. Yeah. but <laughs> She's going to hate me and I'm going to make her feel so bad for having, like, like, it was more out of the fact that he was, like, I don't want to embarrass her by, yeah. like, it being me. Like, I would rather, yeah. yeah. Which is, like, again, her decision to make, but he made it, so. Yeah, because I think he was supposed to be, like, insecure. That was what I was yeah. getting. Like, if I just heard the dialogue, I think he was, like, scared. Um, yeah, because the dialogue's really good. And it yeah, kind of, like, so saves too. the situation. <laughs> they what? It saves the situation, the dialogue. Yeah. From totally. it being, like, really, like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then, yeah, just him, I was like, oh, I didn't get, like that mushiness i don't know so i don't know so i didn't have that big of a problem because i still think that it works a little bit or it could have worked just yeah like if it was jude law if it was jude law i would have been like i don't what does he look like (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what it is about jude law but i love jude law so sorry if (laughs) y'all don't agree with me he's a british guy in the holiday he was in captain marvel too he was the like the guy the guy <laughs> the, the guy uh, that was like you can't use your powers in captain marvel but i i like jude law <laughs> oh no you're right he would i looked up jude law cute and i think he's he would so have been good like that like aesthetically i love his aesthetic like he's just very like precious he doesn't look like he would harm anyone yeah totally but he's yeah. also not like but he looks like he can hold his own yeah look at those sweet boy pics i agree <laughs> i would recast tom hanks as jude law and then like i see jude law and i want to give him a hug <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hug jude law. <laughs> you're so right for that yeah <laughs> yeah i liked it a lot more than i thought and i wouldn't even say this one's really like a rom-com honestly like mm-hmm. i would just say it's like um maybe like a feel-good movie yeah because it's definitely got like so many societal critiques in it that it like talks about and that it delves into yeah that is but the, the movie's way more centered around that than it really is the like love story totally like, the love story really is like a b-plot to the whole thing yeah and it kind of like I really like how it's weaved in because, and this is probably going to sound really nerdy, but every time I watch this movie before watching it for this podcast, I've always watched it through how I enjoy how it talks about 
capitalism and consumerism. <laughs> uh-huh. That's valid. It, and like, it went there. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, there's a line that she says in the movie. Tom Hanks is like, like, hey, I want to be your friend. He's like, I just want you to know that it wasn't personal. And she's like, what does that even mean? If anything, like, we should begin things with being personal. And that's just, I guess in 2020, that was something that I felt like a lot. So I watched this movie a lot in 2020, like, sue me. Um, <laughs> but that was, like, a theme that I kind of just felt was, like, there was so much of, like, ah, uh, this against this. And, like, they even have it in the movie where they're, like, picketing. And they're like, no, down to the giant bookstore. And then, like, she ends up going out of business. But at the same time, they're like, okay, but neither one is, like, a bad person. It's just kind of like, a is there a way for us to still be human beings, even though we live in this world where you have to, you have to somehow thrive in capitalism, otherwise you're not going to make it because that's the society we live in. Like, even though we 100% want to be able to have the freedom to not have to live in this consumer society, it's the one we live in. So somehow we have to be able to navigate it without losing our soul. That's what I think of every time I see this movie. And I'm so sorry. I just went on like a little rant there. <laughs> that was beautiful. That's what I love I about this movie. I could not have said it better. That was like poetry <laughs> just now. Thank you. No, you're so right. And it was a call out for me because I love The Godfather. And she was like, fuck The Godfather. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, she's right. Because, I hated like, The Godfather. I love, <laughs> I was like, that's like one of my favorite movies ever. Oh. I think I think I hated The Godfather mostly because it was so hyped up. And then I watched it and it was like, this movie didn't need to be this long. <laughs> to like, me, why, why I could watch, did like, I have to watch this Godfather. for so long? I and there's like three it. parts. And I was like, are you yeah. kidding me? I loved it. I was like, this is perfect. Like, it worked. It was super interesting. Yeah, because to me, I was like, I like stuff that people hype up like that, like Godfather, whatever, Taxi Driver, Goodfellas, all those. I was mm-hmm. like, mm, I don't know. But they're Dude. always, always hyped up by men. So I always go into them a little suspicious. I'm like, is it actually good? Or are you just saying it's good because it's violent or something? Like, because that was the other thing. Was people were like, oh, the violence in The Godfather. And I was like, I was expecting more, to be honest, about how people were talking about it. Like, I was expecting way more. And then I was like, oh, that's it. <laughs> no, literally fucking same. Literally, I'm so, like, hesitant. I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to like it. Da, da, da. Godfather? <gasps> Oh my god, it's so good. It's like so elegant and I feel like well it's not necessarily like like plot wise. I know it came from a book, but I think mm-hmm. that there like for a Hollywood movie so like and and for plot that was really it was like a very violent like with themes and stuff. I'm going to start mm-hmm. talking about the god. <laughs> like they, but I'm like they did it so elegantly. It was like so eloquent. It was beautiful. It was it it's is such really a beautiful pretty. movie. It is. And it doesn't like and it it, it like highlights evils but in a way that um it's not like glorifying them yes it's yeah. not like it's not like scorsese where he's like we love blood on screen and shit like we <laughs> love murder and like it like acknowledges evils and like evil, and you know universal like human connection and you know mm-hmm. like with family and then like the way that um it manifests like when you like create enemies and like it's so good i just loved it but then when she said that i was like oh my god and especially because that quote where he was like it's not personal it's just business that he said was from the godfather yeah <laughs> and uh, and then she was like it, it, it is personal she's like it's personal to me it's personal to me like all that means is that it's yeah. not personal to you and i was like that's yeah the, like yes that's the yeah. whole point yeah <laughs> that's so that was the a whole call point. out at me i was like dang 
Yeah, that was a really good. That last little scene was like so good. Oh, I like that. You so could like good. take like there's so many of the movie and like just have them by themselves like as quotes. Yeah, there there's so really many nice good quotes. quotes. Like yeah. the one where my favorite quote of the movie actually was when he's on the the treadmill and he's talking to Dave Chappelle, which <laughs> yeah, Dave I don't Chappelle's know why Dave Chappelle's in this movie. <laughs> I know. Like, <laughs> like cool, he's in this movie. <laughs> I know that was random. <laughs> he's talking to Dave Chappelle's character, which I don't even know what his name is because he's in the movie so well. Oh yeah, let's see. Um, but he's on the treadmill and he is like, "Oh look, this is the scene where they interviewed me," and they cut it short. And he's like, "What? That's it? I had so many things that I said." And then he's like, "Okay, well, like, what was it?" He goes like, "I was eloquent." Shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, just the 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 contrast of "I was eloquent" and then just a cuss word is so genius to me. The fact that she put that in one sentence and like that line is amazing. That and it makes me so laugh funny. every time. There's so <laughs> many good quotes so many good quotes in this one yeah i also like the one where he's talking about starbucks and he's like how for <gasps> yes! just four dollars and 98 cents oh. you can have a sense of purpose <laughs> and i was no. like yes yeah this he was is... like for people that like are <laughs> anonymous and like have no like solid things in their life yeah for whatever for I mean, he said, like, day, sense of you self. get to have an identity <laughs> or whatever oh, yeah wow. and i was like <laughs> Period. Period. Tom Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> that so was like good. so good. I want to get that like printed on something because it's that so was like good. I've never heard that. And yeah, uh, this movie's been out for how long? And I've never it's even really heard that quote. It, like the way that they deliver the lines is so yeah. well. Oh, yeah. oh my goodness, they do it so well. Yeah. Like I could listen to this movie just like yeah like what i what <laughs> i like i ser- like i'm serious when i say i want to talk like that like i want to talk like that i want my <laughs> sentences to come out like that <laughs> that is my goal in life <laughs> it was funny when um she got stood up and they were like why like you know why and they're like scheming like why is he doing that yeah <laughs> the serial killer the <laughs> yeah they were like oh my god he's that on his deathbed yeah and then that guy's like he's the murderer they just they just arrested a murderer like that was yeah. him like meg ryan and heather burns look at each other and they're like oh no i know <laughs> that was so, like, so funny to me. I love that scene. they all did so good in that movie yeah like, it's, it's it was chemistry so with like the good. whole ensemble <laughs> everything about it just so well put together it's so nuanced they pay attention to like so many small details like the handkerchief like it is actually embroidered with daisies and then later when he visits the house he's like oh i brought you flowers and she's like oh daisies and he's like yeah you told me and it's like like you could totally forget that and i was like oh my goodness (laughs) those details are like um the thing with the nanny is a pretty funny joke to me and (laughs) when he's like talking to his dad and they're sitting in the boat and the dad's going through he's like yeah so the first wife we didn't end up with because i went off with the what's her face and then he's like so and so she was my nanny and yeah then he's like oh and then who was the lady after that and he's like so and so she was also my nanny and he's <laughs> like oh man that's ironic and then he's like why he's like because the reason this one didn't this marriage didn't work out is because my wife went off with the nanny <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. I was like, that's great <laughs> what a great joke and they're like that is actually great. like they're like dang that sucks but also hysterical i know they were like <laughs> laughing i was like that's so cool yeah it like, was like not what the comedy is really good in it yeah because yeah. it's got so much depth to it and so i guess like when i think of rom-com i automatically like this is my standard for rom-coms 
So even if it's like marketed weird, I'm still like, I will watch every rom com so I can find this movie. <laughs> like <laughs> I will <laughs> determine. Yeah. Like there's yeah, like this movie is probably one of my favorite movies. Like if I I have a list that I'm building of my favorite movies, and this one's definitely up there. Um, yeah, I just I love this movie. <laughs> like yeah, I was, I was super excited surprised. that you were like okay to watch it because we were deciding what movie we wanted to watch and victoria was like oh what about sleepless in seattle i haven't seen it in a while and i was like can we talk about you've got mail <laughs> and then i wasn't sure if you were gonna like it or not because then you were like oh i hate rom-coms and i was like but this one's so good i hope you like it <laughs> no it's like it one is. of my favorite movies yeah i'm like yeah i'm like glad that i watched it i was so pleasantly surprised I'm so glad and then yeah it's just like a feel-good movie i think yeah, like, you don't feel bad at the end of this movie. You feel good. Yeah. Like, it's the way that, that he says, like, oh, I'm in love with you is also, like, that's the only proposal I'll accept. <laughs> because, like, yeah, we can, like, go on a walk and decide what kind of movie we're going to watch for us as long as we both shall live. And I was like, that was so good. Yeah. That <laughs> so was good. like, oh. Like, dang. They don't write lines like that anymore. They should they should let's bring that back let's bring back actually like really good lines because like <laughs> cheesy shit shit like, you would never say let's in do life. it yeah, yeah let's all just live life like we're actually like we actually care about each other and i think the world would be a much better place <laughs> a call out yeah <clears throat> except we would be crying a lot more because they always have breakdowns in rom-coms so we would i mean i have like... breakdowns anyway <laughs> that's true <laughs> yeah you might as well get someone to confess to you if you're gonna have a breakdown, yeah, anyway. you may as well get something out of it, like a cool That's romantic true. confession. Um, are we gonna do FMF next, or should we do Bechdel test next? Did you have anything else you wanted to talk about the movie? Like anything else that really stood out to you? <gasps> Can I talk about the outfits? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, go for it. There isn't anything specific. I just love the outfits. Serena's fashion <laughs> bit because I haven't done that in a while. I'm just kidding. I have I've done it every single time. Let me think of a different one. So you're gonna fashion bit. A that that because this movie has jazz in it and I love it. Oh man, that was anyway. I love, I love the fashion in this. Maybe not like Tom Hanks' character, but okay, Dave Chappelle's character. Those outfits need to come back. Like, every man should be dressing like that with a long line coat. I am a sucker for long line coats. Let's just be honest here. I love that. I love that the movie starts in the fall because fall fashion is the best fashion. Like, that's period. (laughs) (laughs) But also, like, Meg Ryan is just the cutest little person on the planet. And I love how, I think specifically, when it comes to Meg Ryan and Nora Ephron movies, I really like how they don't always put her in outfits that are like super like I don't want to say like super feminine like have you noticed that like she's not always in outfits that are super feminine and I think the 90s was kind of when they started like allowing women to kind of dress more like like wearing baggier clothes and like wearing men's pants like wearing men's pants I feel like was like a 90s thing which we do now because the like women wearing men's pants because they're like oh it's just like a pair of Levi's like I'm gonna wear it and so there's like the the outfit that she's wearing when Tom Hanks like confesses to her, Tom Hanks character confesses to her, 
Um, she's got like her short haircut and she's wearing like the cardigan thing, and then she has these like super high waisted like paper bag pants. And I was like, I would wear that outfit today. <laughs> I was like, that's something you would totally see me wearing. And I just thought it was amazing. Um, I that also yeah. left an impression on my brain. I remember exactly what you're talking about because yeah. throughout the whole movie, that outfit, I was like yo <laughs> yeah i was like that's a fit <laughs> it's a fit but yeah. i like that they do that with her always because they're like i remember there's an article i was reading because i read a lot about not everyone sorry i've watched a lot of documentaries for some reason not on purpose they're just on and i just sit down and finish them i don't know how that happens but they were talking about how, like, they really, uh, Nora Ephron really liked working with Meg Ryan because she had this, like, air of, like, like quirkiness where she was, like, cute and quirky and funky, but she wasn't, like, like, weird. <laughs> like, I guess, it's, like, like, um, like, it wasn't like she was trying to be that way. <gasps> yeah. So, like, the way that she just, like, comes off and she's like, oh, yeah, like, I really, ha-. like, she's like, no one carries around a handkerchief. <laughs> but when Meg Ryan yeah. pulls out a handkerchief, she's like, here you go, sweetie. You, like, totally don't even think about it. Like, you don't, you never think about it at all. And you're like, that's just a Meg Ryan thing. Like, okay, any other actress, about. if they tried to do that, it would be a little odd. You'd be like, oh, it's it's part of their character. Like, you would break out of the scene just a little bit and be like, that's a handkerchief. <laughs> But the fact that Meg Ryan did it in the movie and she like gives her the handkerchief, you, you never think about that ever again. You're just like, oh yeah, she has a handkerchief, that's normal. Were those like not common back then? I actually don't know. Not in the, in the 90s. 90s. No? I mean, they actually, had like pocket things that men would wear like in their suits, but that was like more for decoration. Nobody actually used handkerchiefs. Like handkerchiefs were like Regency era. Like, oh, let me, like Pride and Prejudice, like let me wave my handkerchief at you, sir. <laughs> no, let me throw my handkerchief after, at you right? and if like you catch it yeah what? Use them. yeah they like catch the handkerchief to be like oh it's my token from my lady that was like the 1800s they used them way after that <laughs> like what You've been watching i can't think of any other okay. time <laughs> <laughs> what happened i can't think of any other time they used handkerchiefs they had to have like in did they I use them in the 70s them, like, in the 60s in the 60s I, totally, what they use them yeah, for in yeah. the 60s as a handkerchief. Like, legitimately? Yeah. I thought they just wrapped things in them. But they had them. That's the thing. That's like, they, like people had they, them. They had know? them, but, like, they were... And used them, them like, yeah, for whatever. Whatever you They, like, used them for, for like, wrapping random things in. They were, like, ball things up. <laughs> they put, like, trinkets in them, and then they give it to, like, a child. There's a movie where, like... <laughs> <laughs> I want to say it's, like, My Girl or something, where, like, the kid has, like, a handkerchief. Oh. And- or, like, I always think of, like, Boo Radley and, like, uh, they, like, wrap yeah. the bird up. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, they, yeah, they had some back then. Yeah. But I remember, they don't use it in, like, a nice, like, romantic way. Or, like, a cute way. Where they're like, yes, I, I carry around this handkerchief because it reminds me of, like, cute things. They just well, I, <laughs> I mean, they might. Maybe. I don't know. I guess Weigh I on don't on know. This. I let no me idea. know. Let us know <laughs> in the comments. There's a lot of things to let us know in the comments. DM us. We don't know anything. <laughs> Legitimately want to know what you think about this. I think it's interesting. But yeah, yeah, like, I don't know. There's just something about, like, Meg Ryan and the way she carries herself that, like, she wears these, like, quirky outfits and I absolutely adore every single one of them. But that one specifically on the doorstep when she, like, goes in, I was like, it's so cute. I want to wear it. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> I do appreciate that they don't try to, like, take that away from her. Like, they let her... Yeah 
do that because like it's the 90s like this was the era of like weird rap music videos where everyone was in like a bikini like bra and like those what were those like uh they used to wear those like weird thong things and like the low-rise pants <laughs> which i I hated. Ugh. Oh yeah, those like, are just like, yeah, that's just like not good for just my body. <laughs> um, but they would like have it hiked over their like hips so that you could see it. And like yeah. I've seen it coming back, but oh yeah, wearing it now, it looks so much better than it did in the nineties. I don't know what it is. I feel like it looks better <laughs> now than it did then. I personally, you will not find me doing that, but that's just because, like, again, she's not like a my body thing. <laughs> It would I mean, bother you could me. If I'd you be like, wanted. no, I mean, like, literally, wanted. I would feel it like on my hip bone because I already have a really high waist. Like, I would feel it and I'll just be like, this is so annoying. <laughs> like, I just want to, like, take some scissors. And get it <laughs> <me>. Wow, sexy. <laughs> I aced that one. <laughs> yeah. I Didn't know. Even think about that. <laughs> Man, accidentally. <laughs> whoops wow yeah i guess that's it for my fashion bit it's a very short short short-lived fashion bit but uh that's it (laughs) i like this intro and outro should i keep it yeah you should yeah i guess Um, we can go ahead and do fms for the men we've got dave Chappelle's character we've got uh Tom Hanks, and then we've got <laughs> Meg Ryan's like boyfriend, I guess, in the beginning of the movie. Okay, so we'll do Frank, and then Joe Fox. Joe Fox, and then Dave Chappelle's character is Kevin Jackson. Kevin. All right. <laughs> I I got this one. I'll go first. I'll go. Okay. <laughs> Mary Joe Fox. Um, screw Kevin because that coat. That code's great. And uh, friend zone, friend zone Frank. Wow. He seems like a person so I'd be quick. friends with. I know, it's the fastest That's like I've the quickest you've ever done it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, oh, I was thinking I was going to have more time to think. <laughs> we don't really... Um... Probably fuck also Dave Chappelle. Yeah. For I don't know. I think just because I don't know anything about him and I'm like, that would be safe. And then, yeah, I think same. I think I would marry Joe Fox and then I would just friend zone the other guy. Yeah, I feel like if, uh, if, if, like, Frank was a real person, I would find him fun as a friend. Yeah. Because, like, who's in love with typewriters but i 100 percent probably would never marry a man that's in love with typewriters you know definitely that is a red flag <laughs> he comes in with two also, typewriters it's like he like hell no talks so much oh yeah i'm like i get it capitalism sucks but also like you don't have to keep telling me anymore <laughs> yeah like the business wife <laughs> like that's crazy just let me run my independent bookstore <laughs> I can't believe we agreed. Oh my god. Dang. Finally. That's crazy. Wow. (laughs) Good for us. (laughs) That was so fast too. (laughs) 
I know. It's just it normally takes so long to think about this, but it's just yeah. I feel like that's just what it like the vibes that they all give off. One hundred percent. That's just how it is. Yeah. I agree. So I guess now we can just move on to the Bechdel test. The movie definitely passes. Yes. But not right off the bat. Does she talks with um Oh yeah. Like her friend at the shop and the, the older lady, her books keeper. It's super cute by the way. Her little apartment. <laughs> it's like yeah. I wanna live in that apartment. It was so cute. Yeah. Um but they talk about so many things. Like they talk about men, they talk about online sex, they talk about chat rooms, they talk about <laughs> their their little bit about the, the have you had sex yet? What? No, I've never even met him. She's like, no, I'm in cyber sex. I love Heather Burns. <laughs> she like, <laughs> she delivers lines with that like airy like. <laughs> yeah, like she's kind of yeah, she's kind of dumb. It's so funny to me. She's like, have you had sex yet? <laughs> no, I'm in cyber sex. <laughs> and it's like, it's so funny like, hearing it come it. out of her all mouth. Respect for you. <laughs> she's like, yeah, I tried to do it the other night. <laughs> Or the the old lady says like I tried to do that once and I just kept getting the loading signal and then she's like yeah oh yeah no. <laughs> it's like so funny to me I don't know why but that like whole conversation had me dying so when um, was that in the movie that's like one of the first times like when she leaves her apartment and she like enters it's like right when she enters into the thing they're like oh why oh, are yeah. you so happy today. And then she's like, are you in love? And then she's like, no, I'm not in love. She's like, yes, I am. I'm in love with my boyfriend, Frank. And then I've seen this movie a lot. Right. <laughs> and then they have that, no, that conversation I... about, about cyber sex. There's a lot of women in the movie. It's kind of cool. There's that whole scene where they're like all gathered around her table and like just talking about like dating and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um. But I noticed, I forgot about this until just now, but there's a scene where, like, it's the only woman of color in the whole ass movie, and it's the cashier. Ugh, Rose. I hated that I know. scene. And that I forgot scene that makes I, me I forgot cringe. About it until just now. That scene makes me cringe. It was so cringe. And that's another scene where I'm like, if it wasn't Tom Hanks, it maybe would have worked. But he's so, like, Yeah, because it's supposed to come off of, like, charming, but it's not charming. And I was like, Rose, I don't think you should be charmed by this. <laughs> Yeah. Because she's like, she acts like, oh, charming. And then, like, Meg Ryan's character is like, oh, I'm so sorry. She's like, yeah. Get out of my sight. Your <laughs> face drops. And I was like, didn't also, play over. Like, like, didn't age well. Oh, yeah. And it goes to show how little they know about, like, working at those stores because I'm like, if the machine doesn't work, the machine doesn't work. It's not yeah, like Yeah, I was like, that's not a her thing. It's just a machine thing. <laughs> yeah, like that's so stupid. Like I don't know. That it kinda didn't make sense and it was dumb and I was like, that's the only time you see a not white woman and I was just like of course. Yeah. I don't know. So it's just like typical. Yeah. I forgot about that until just now. No, no, that's one of the things I forgot because I I even wrote it down. Was that really? that scene didn't age well? There were a couple scenes yeah. that didn't age well. Was that one the fact that Tom Hanks uh, does the stalking thing, and then when they're arguing in the movie theater when she's with Frank and she's arguing in the movie theater and mm-hmm. she's like, or he says something like, "I could never date someone that's as political as I am," and then she like stops and like when she's really like this is over and she stops and she goes. 
Frank, I have to tell you something. And he's like, what? And she goes, I didn't vote. And I was like, yeah, no. that was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta vote. But and then so she's funny. like, it was Rudy Giuliani. In the, and I was like, Rudy Giuliani <laughs> in the mayoral election. And I was like, oh my goodness. That's definitely one you should have voted, <laughs> voted in. <laughs> could have had so many things avoided if you had voted maybe i don't know what the outcome of that one would have been <laughs> but i was like no because <laughs> at that point like that was like like that was before politics like i mean politics has been like polarized and then it gets like a little less polarized and then it gets polarized again like over the the history of just like the world and you know how people are and like people but that point in the 90s was one of those points where it was like if you're a republican and you were a democrat like it was totally it was 100 percent more being like a, oh well i just think more financially and i just think more like whatever like democratic uh like they were like democrats at that point weren't as like they weren't seen as like socialists like, they were yeah. definitely, like, straight moderates, like, for what we would see now. And so, like, that dynamic isn't as, like, polarized in the film as it is now when you're watching it. You're like, ooh. Because <laughs> I think no, that's the thing they also I talked like, about. Yeah. I was like, no, I was you like, should have voted. Like, vote, I'd be like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. Sorry. You <laughs> um, but, but yeah, yeah that was something they talked about when they were writing or they talk about this movie and I think it's on the commentary where she's like yeah like uh it was just something that I was talking about with like my friends and and my sister when we were writing the script it was just like oh like do you date a republican and like the whole thing with like them not being compatible but also being perfect for each other at the same time of like that dynamic and they're like well yeah like what if you met a guy and you like really loved him but he was like a republican and you were a democrat like kind of a thing and mm-hmm. so that was one of the things that i was like that one didn't really age that well <laughs> just because of the way like what we just went through <laughs> as a country no, totally. oh lord <laughs> i was trying to think in that scene i was trying to think back then i was like wow i can't believe back then like they just didn't give a fuck but <laughs> like yeah definitely watching it now i was like so i want to see like yikes. back then was probably the bushes and the clintons Jesus it was like right before yikes. it got really like it started getting really bad and it, it was like McCain and, like, all of them, which, like, back then, like, with McCain and Bush, when they were doing that campaign, Bush started doing those, like, kind of, like, his campaign. You can watch, like, documentaries and stuff where basically, like, that, the way that that campaign went was that was the first time in a really long time they, like, did a smear campaign against, like, people personally. And it mm-hmm. wasn't just, like, politics and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time people were like, oh my gosh, it's like a person versus person thing instead of like Democrat versus Republican. Mm-hmm. And they started changing the way that they were like advertising polls and stuff. So it was advertised more as like a so-and-so versus so-and-so and like so-and-so's winning. And it, they the way that the news was covering it was a lot more um, like race-based racism, like like horse race like who's winning right, um, right right who's like ahead in the game uh who's gonna win like who's gonna the runner up and like they started using terms more like that whereas before it was more like general like 
oh, here's this candidate. This is where they are, which is like crazy for us to think about now because we have to like dig and search in order to find information like that. But that was like, that was the kind of the turning point to get in where we are now. I just took a class on this. I'm sorry. Last semester I had to do <laughs> like a whole essay. So sorry, it's not coming out. <laughs> it's just coming out. That <laughs> was over. I'm like, yes, okay. Um, but yeah, it was one of those things. And so it's, it is totally interesting watching like, movies like that now where you're like holy crap that didn't age well you you look back and you're like but there's some movies where you're like pleasantly surprised like i went back and rewatched dirty dancing and i was like like we have to talk about this one because i went back and watched dirty dancing and i was like this movie holds up so nicely like it's i've never seen it it's really interesting oh you i've never seen it i feel like you'll like it if you like this one okay No, it's not okay. I thought it was this whole time. <laughs> nah, I feel like it's if not. you like this one, you would like Dirty Dancing. Especially, especially if you look at it through the lens of like how the women make their decisions in the film, and it's very like it addresses toxic masculinity in a way that's like the way that the man, that the male character Patrick Swayze is written, is very different for the time that it was like written in mm-hmm. it was in the 80s where it's like macho macho man that's literally his mom <laughs> and Ew. so he's like he has that like physique and he like embodies what people pictured as like a macho man but then it's very much reversed in the way that he's written um so i guess now we're just doing recommendations now <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> okay recommendations. We'll do recommendations and then you want to rate it yeah cool so yeah, I would recommend Dirty Dancing if you like this movie. Um, let's see. I think I had two others. And one of them is an older rom-com that I also think is really, it's 90s. And it's another one of those movies that I like a lot. Some of it, some of the things in it didn't age well like this movie, but overall it's pretty well written and cohesive. And it's it's really fun overall. It's really funny. Like I actually think that this movie 10 things i hate about you i actually think it's really funny there's a like i when i watch this movie there's specific scenes that i wait for and i'm like yeah that's a good <laughs> like love I that it's so funny every time <laughs> it's funny every time um and then the other movie i was gonna mention is always be my maybe because gotta love childhood friend to lover trope Yes. But especially when they're Asian Americans from the nineties and then they grow up and it's cute. And it's Ali yeah. Wong. It's like, come on. Come yeah, on. there were a lot of cute <laughs> relationships in that one. Um, I was just gonna recommend Kissing Jessica Stein, two thousand one movie, directed by Charles Herman Wormfield, but it was written by two women, Heather Jorgensen and Jennifer Westfeld. Um, but I just watched that one. It's about, it's only like 90 minutes. It's like this girl who yeah. like can't really get a date. And then this other girl is like sick of dating guys. And she puts an ad in the newspaper, like any girls want to hook up. And then she, the girl who can't get a date, like sees in the newspaper and is like, calls sure. her up. And then, <laughs> and then they date. <laughs> and Aww. it's like, it's pretty funny. That's kind of cool. cute, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was really funny. It's a vibe. <laughs> Yeah, right? <laughs> I was like, wow, that's how they did that back then. Dang. It was really cool. Just puts an ad in the newspaper. 
I know. Isn't that like adorable? I was like, oh my god, that's so cute. Who reads newspapers? Did they really read the newspaper in 2001? Yeah, they had to. Well, in the movie, it's funny. In the movie, the um girl, uh, she plays the character Jessica. Mm-hmm. Um, she like doesn't use email. She's like. Like, oh. people are like, what? Whatever. And she's like, I just don't. Like, just call me. Like, I don't even, I don't send emails, da, da, da. Like, so I guess that was a thing. Back then. <laughs> That's like, fun. It wasn't even that integrated. Like, Interesting. She was like, I send you an email. I was like, okay. I'm going to put an ad in <laughs> Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> That's fun. What the? <laughs> yes, I would recommend that one. It was pretty good. Oh, yeah, because the writers are the two lesbians in the movie, which was, like, funny. They're, I think awesome. they were pretty good. Like, they were really good at acting. So, it was cool. Okay, so did you have you another one? Huh? Did you have another one? Oh, you said three. No, I'm just three? done. No, yeah, that was the only one no. that I have. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good one. I'm running out of rom com recommendations. <laughs> I need to watch. It's okay, more, I can I, I can dig into my bag of rom coms because I have watched so yeah. many of them, and I have only deemed a few of them to be good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so the thing is because mostly men stuff. write rom coms and they're just like not that good. Like, but when women write them, they're like significantly better. Yeah, like it is like factually, they're just better when a woman writes it. Yeah, it's different. <laughs> Especially if she directs it. Especially if she directs it. Like, yeah, like always be my maybe. Yeah. Yeah. All right ratings um i've already <laughs> said that this one's definitely like up there for me uh i would probably give it like 8.7 oh <laughs> you got those like intermediate <laughs> decimals in there <laughs> i know it's it's better than 8.5 it's not quite a nine yeah 8.7 i would give this one a seven i think because yeah? i think i rated the half of it a seven as well I don't remember. And I feel like, I don't remember. I think, yeah, I think I rated a seven because, anyway, whatever. Spoilers. Um, ah. Oh, <laughs> you're right. I forgot. I forgot. Shh, you're not supposed to know that. <laughs> Dude, that one's not going to come out for like two months. It's okay. It's a gift. It it's like, a gift for you on Valentine's Day. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler it's alert. A sneak peek we talk about the half of it. So uh, that's something you can look forward to. <laughs> me rating it seven. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but seven's um, high for you though. I know, um, and that's another thing that people aren't gonna know because so far I've been rating things low. But no, they would know that because I've been rating things low. Yeah, because the reason I compare it to the half of it is because I, I kind of have the same like quips with it. Like I really like the half mm-hmm. of it, but I just felt like it was too long. And this one, I'm like, I just felt like it was too long. Mm-hmm. Um. And then I guess just visual stuff too, but that's just rom com stuff again. Like they're not really like, whoa, let's frame this shot and have him here and this there and that. No, they're like not really doing that. It's 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 supposed to just distract you, like yeah, it's more of like a yeah absorption type editing and shot yeah. framing. Like there's a few things in it. I think when you like you read about like the movie and stuff, but most of it's like production design stuff. It's not actually like cinematography. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I would watch it again and I would enjoy watching it again and I would recommend it to people. So it's nice. It's a good one. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Is this the highest rated movie we've released so far? I want to say it is. 
because we've released Wonder Woman and yes. Happiest Season. Oh, yes. This will be the highest. Yeah, this is the <gasps> but highest one. there are one. higher ones to come. <laughs> there are, I think. All right. So I guess we are officially done talking about this movie now that we've rated it and went through all of our polls. So this is going to be a longer episode because we did a little bit more. We did the polls and talked about all of that and played a little game. Um, but definitely let us know if you liked doing the polls on Instagram. Like, I know I always just kind of think it's fun to do little story games. I'm one of those people that likes to participate in them and just like, just because I don't know, I'm bored and I can't, it takes like five <laughs> seconds. Um, I, and that's just, it's even funnier because I don't like watch people's stories very often, but I always like when there's little games in there because it's just like, it's really cute. Um, so, I mean, I'm happy to keep doing things like that. I'll probably have to think a little bit about what I'm going to do, but it takes me like five seconds. So feel free to tell me like, yes, give us more polls, give us more questions. Um, you can DM us on Instagram. I think you can message us on like TikTok even. Uh, shoot us an email. We have an email. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's in our it's in our description. Um, and yeah, or like, you know, leave it in the comments on YouTube. Uh, we would love to hear uh, if any movies you guys think we should review. Uh, if this one made you think of a movie or you heard us talking about something and it reminded you of a different movie, we would totally love to watch it or review it. But for purposes of, for, of the podcast, it has to be written by, directed by, or starring a woman. Um, so yeah, those are pretty much... I mean, I feel like it's not that hard of a... It, it It's one of those things where like you say, yes, it has to be written by directed by or starring a woman but when you get down to the actual amount of movies it is you kind of have to give it a little bit of thought which is kind of the point um and i think that it's interesting so yeah (laughs) give us a recommendations um hope you guys had a wonderful time listening watching however you're consuming this content and have a great rest of your day bye